Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It was crazy. Like, people were going crazy. I mean, flipping cars or it was crazy. <laughs> like, the Justin it was Bieber shit crazy. I have, I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and with me are my co-hosts, Pixie and Alexa. Hey. Hello. So here on Lovecast, we always have a fun time interviewing actors, authors, and other people in the BL industry, but there's something extra special about getting to sit down and just talk smack with someone who gets it. So luckily for us, today's guest loves the tea as much as we do. Let's all welcome onto the podcast fellow content creator and YouTube reactor, Jordy, Jordy C., Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, Ignore that. Welcome. It's okay, girl. It's okay to be nervous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Talking to a star. Oh. No, not at all. Oh my God. But I am glad I actually get to sit down with you guys and talk because there's not many like people you can talk to about the real side of like and the problems with like the BO mm-hmm. community and stuff like that oh, yeah. because you know. Yes. Some some people get a little in their feelings about the truth and stuff like that. So it's yeah. nice to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to sit with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So we have a lot to get into today, but, you know, we always start with tea time. And so we figured on theme with the episode would be to talk about the recent announcement that Bilkin and Nadal Bangkok had to put out basically a couple days ago. I first saw the post on Bilkin's Instagram story and then Nadal posted an official statement, but he basically posted that he noticed that for a few days, a car had been following him, like when he would go home and when he would leave home and like all that kind of stuff, like going to his schedules and stuff like that. And it got to the point where he like stopped and got out of the car and tried to confront him and they wouldn't put down the window they kind of like tried to drive away and in his statement he was basically like you know I appreciate that you guys support me but I need my privacy especially when it comes to going to my home and being with my family and stuff like that and 
then Nadal put out another statement, once again, just asking to respect the privacy. And they said they are working with the Thai police to kind of search for whoever that was and address the situation. But yeah, that was kind of that situation. So they didn't specifically say that it was like a fan who has been following him around. But in his statement, he did kind of say something specifically to the fans that makes it think they are leaning towards it being kind of like a stalker fan situation going down. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean it probably is. Like who else would like stalk someone around in a car? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other than a serial killer. Oh right. yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know what type of car like built in has or anything, but like if unless you're like like, you know, Kayla said like a you know psychopath or a stalker or like, you know, a killer and you see that he has money, I feel like the only other way you would stalk him would be if you know who he is. If you're his mm-hmm. man. Like, yeah. I yeah, I mean, we've talked about this so many times before, like, respecting the artist's privacy and their personal lives, but I, this is just, like, a whole another level, I feel like. Like, I mean, I know they have, you know, they have the Sasang mm-hmm. fans in Korea mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. who kind of have the same reputation for basically stalking the artist yeah. and knowing their every move but it's just like every time i hear about it i'm just like why would you as a fan think this is the way to go about showing your love to your favorite celebrity i don't know yeah like what do you want to get out of it you know yeah right yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean it's not like it's something new either like it's not that long ago it was gmm tv that came out with something that don't follow the artist when they're not on their schedules Mm -hmm. and I would really be interested, like genuinely be interested in talking to one of these people who do that and figure out what's going through their heads when they're doing this. Because <laughs> why? Like, what do you want to do? Tie them up in your basement? Like, like what's the, you know? <laughs> but it's crazy because like, I'm like, K-pop I've been into for a long time. Mm. So I... Mm-hmm. know deeply what the effect of like Sasang fans are mm-hmm. and it's crazy because it runs so deep to the point where a lot of times it's not just fans it's like people that they work with that leak information mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like sometimes it's even like close friends that like give this information out for money and stuff so the fact that Bilkin has someone stalking him immediately makes me think like who else is kind of in that circle you know Mm -hmm. right like giving out that information that they can know his schedules Mm -hmm. and know when he's going home when he's leaving for Mm -hmm. schedules and stuff like that like that's not the kind of stuff that they post every single day so it's like they have to be getting that information from somewhere yeah and it's usually information that's really expensive to get yeah right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like rich bored kids what yeah basically and it's just like (laughs) all you're doing is making him scared of you so i mean buy him some gucci or something yeah like a a bunch of fans got like a giant like a couple of giant money bouquets and sent them to gmm like do that like you know yeah give my rent that'd be nice uh, <laughs> pay his rent for a little bit. It has to be like a, any kind of attention, even if it's negative. They find it to be mm-hmm. good attention. Just the fact that they're being mm. noticed, even if it's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. bad cloud is good cloud, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
see what they're saying when the the police go knocking on their door. <laughs> you know, I did it for the cloud. I did it. That's like <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god but they obviously know it it's wrong because if they didn't roll down the window when he stopped yeah yeah they yeah. just had like yeah. a fan like a fangirl fanboy episode and they were just like they couldn't touch the window to roll it down like oh my god he's coming to me right like there. not for the right yeah. reasons fam <laughs> oh my god oh lord yeah boundaries Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> these fans are crazy i have to also remember that some of them are like really young and yeah. i think i can't tell you how many times i'll post something on twitter and i'll get someone and the way that they tweet i'm like you have to be like anywhere between like 13 to like 16 and i have to remember yeah, yeah. As kids, like our emotions, like just run wild, and mm-hmm, uh, we're so like mm-hmm. passionate about like maybe even the smallest things. Yeah, so I have to remember not to like you know respond in certain ways because mm. then yeah, so. yeah. I'm actually so glad that the internet didn't exist when I was a teenager. Yeah. Not to the extent <laughs> that it does now, at least. <laughs> like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. If Twitter was around when I was a kid, oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I mean, even like, I think I was in like ninth grade when Twitter mm. opened. And even I feel like making it then, I was like, I should not have been on Twitter because some yeah. of this, like, you know, you go back and you can see like your memories and stuff from some of the old like tweets and mm. things you say. Mm. And I'm just like, like who was I like I was not that different from some of these like really young yeah. fans so that's why I kind of like they will have their own hopefully have their own cycle of like growing mm-hmm. up and realizing like how you should how is best for them to be in fandom mm-hmm. but like it's still sometimes it's so hard to see like your first response when you see mm-hmm. certain reactions mm-hmm. and certain things people say it's just be like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> But that was me not too long yeah. ago, so... But that, that's why we need to talk about stuff like this. Because, like, if no one's talking about it, just, like, sitting there and behind the backs, like, talking about how wrong it is without telling these kids how wrong it is, then, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe they... <laughs> like, I don't want to sound like a parent. <laughs> like, that, I think that's, like, always my fear. I'm like... I don't want to sound like I'm micromanaging like people on Twitter because like if you're on yeah. Twitter, mm-hmm. you, you know, do whatever you want. But I don't know. Sometimes it's just the I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> like mm. it just wells up inside, and I'm just like I have to correct you. Like yeah, yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> but, As a parent, you know. what I see with like other kids and parents and stuff is mm-hmm. that these people. They've grown up in an area where they weren't as invested in the internet, so they don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. So they have no control over what their kids are doing online. They don't understand the width of the online world. They don't understand yeah. anything happening there. So they're not putting the limits on their children. Yeah. So obviously they're not watching them. And telling them what to do yeah. and, like, having some control. They think, like, the internet isn't the same as real life. So they don't need to have that, like, control and guidance. Yeah. So yeah. someone needs to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of 
not as much like you know millennial parents because a lot of them did grow up with the internet in some aspect but like i know like my parents and parents of a lot of like older teenagers i feel like they probably don't even realize the extent to how deep like fandom Mm -hmm. spaces go on the internet Mm -hmm. i know my mom like had no idea like when i was getting into all my different fandom spaces as a Mm -hmm. teenager like how deep it was going and like how many people I was talking to and stuff like that. So I feel like they don't even know like how deep into a fandom and into invested into like a show or a pairing or a group or whatever you can get on the mm-hmm. internet now. So like, it is kind of like you have that instinct to be like a fandom parent basically and be like, let me help you understand this mm-hmm. and, you know, guide you almost. And I feel like that's kind of like, we've talked about that before, how like, as older fans in fandom, you know, you feel like kind of some kind of responsibility to like help out the younger people and be like a guide to Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big problem, but I think it's going to get better. The like the older, like the newer generations get older because they know more about like what the internet is. But yeah, it's a huge problem right now with uh, kids not having the guidance from people older than them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we kind of talked about, like, how we should best start getting into, like, the thick of this conversation. And we thought it would be good to start with, like, some definitions of, like, things like how we would define fan and parasocial relationships, because I feel like those kind of things, those terms get thrown around a lot when we're having those discussions. So, like, we just kind of wanted to be, like, what do we see them as like, you know, dictionary definition versus how they get used Mm -hmm. like in colloquial terms and on the internet and stuff like that. So I did pull up some definitions here. I did a little Googling. (laughs) Um, So I put (laughs) the dictionary definition of fan and parasocial relationships. So a fan is a person who has a strong interest in or admiration for a particular person or thing, whereas a parasocial relationship is a kind of psychological relationship experienced by members of an audience in their encounters with certain performers in media, particularly on television. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of like the dictionary definitions that we pulled. And then, I don't know, how would you guys define fan or parasocial relationships or how do you understand them for me fan (laughs) would pretty much be close to the textbook definition it's you know you are an enjoyer of whatever Mm -hmm. a certain like creationist puts out into the universe and you kind of like you know you you want to support them any way you can but it doesn't it doesn't cross that border of Stanhood. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I was gonna say Stan is like a whole other term yeah, at this point. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I feel like people don't know the origin of where Stan comes yeah. from. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think fan is just like right on that border of still being very, very supportive of this person, kind of like almost more supportive of what you would be to like just someone that you know you're friends with or you have a actual IRL, like in real life relationship with, Mm -hmm. but not going Mm -hmm. overboard. And then as far as parasocial relationships, I have a parasocial relationship with Plapod Supercorn as he is my boyfriend, but no, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) 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 no, like, I think it's kind of the, the feeling you get when you 
actually see these people living their lives and living their dreams and you're just like oh like like i love this for them i'm so happy for them i want them to do better i want them to succeed just kind of that feeling mm-hmm. yeah i feel like one of the big things about like parasocial relationships that often gets left out in like when people are discussing it is that like kind of the idea behind it is that it is a one-sided relationship mm-hmm. so like you're putting all of this in two people who basically do not know your existence right. and i feel like in in that line it kind of falls into like more like standing mm-hmm. because you are willing to put in like more of the money and the time and the dedication knowing that it is a one-sided interaction and you're not necessarily going to like get anything out of it except like you said seeing them succeed mm-hmm. and seeing them do what they love and and being happy kind of like just to see that aspect knowing that that's like the only aspect you're gonna get kind of yeah Yeah, for me like fan growing up i fan has always been like a really light term for us to use Mm -hmm. especially in norway like i'm a fan of something yeah i like it like it's i support it i'm a fan but for me like getting over that like little nudge is the stan term Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. the first time I heard it, I'm just like, what? <laughs> what now? Eminem? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> but I like, I think even though Stan started like from as a definition of someone who's obsessively fanning over someone, I think like mm-hmm. it's evolved into a more not as like psychotic as Stan in the song (laughs) but more like like a stronger appreciation for the person than just simply a fan yeah 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 Yeah, it definitely does not have the same negative connotation that it was originally introduced Mm with at least like in online spaces Mm -hmm. I think especially like you know a lot of people call themselves a K-pop stan mm. or BL stan or an X group peer mm-hmm. stan. So I think it's become very, very common in online yeah. spaces and has kind of been adopted very differently. Yeah, I'm really curious if the term started as something people were using to talk badly about someone, like calling them a stan because they were obsessively like fanning over something. Or, and people just took over the term and started using it for themselves, or that it started from people actually connecting with the character Stan in that movie, because that's a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really curious on how did that start, but yeah. Like, I know that it's like stalker and fan put together. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of, I'm trying to think of another word that has kind of been diluted over time that could compare to like Stan. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one off the top of my head right mm-hmm. now, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know. I, like, I can't think of why it would just become so normal in conversation now. Yeah, I think like people yeah. struggle with having a word to define themselves as mm-hmm. a fandom and the feelings they were having, because like it's always been normal to have these football fans and stuff that are excessively aggressive and loud mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it for women especially and gay people, it's it hasn't been as easy to like coin a term for what yeah. we're feeling. 
and how yeah. our relationship with whatever we're fans of is because it hasn't been normalized kind of we yeah. are like the screaming and and hysterical fans right so yeah. so you kind of <laughs> had to get the like a term that is ours that we made that like someone can't like use against us as yeah. a bad thing mm-hmm. i mean it kind of reminds me of like when we were talking to Ari and they talked about how like japanese women kind of took the term fujoshi mm-hmm. which like men were using in a negative term a negative light against them and kind of like started using it for themselves to take away the negativity and take back the power behind that word mm-hmm. i don't know if it stand is quite to that yeah. level but you know when you were saying that that's kind of like what mm-hmm. came to my head so i don't know if it's, it was that kind of situation where like groups of people just kind of decided to take a term that was already being thrown at them like in a calling them delusional in a sense and we're like yeah well then I'm gonna use this for myself in a different way but right yeah yeah I feel like parasocial relationships really boil down to self-projection onto another person so Mm. I feel like that is the big difference between being like a fan and a stan is like you guys said with a fan it's something that you like casually but when you get into stan Mm. territory that to me is like you're putting money into it and Mm -hmm. someone else's happiness or your happiness relies on someone else's happiness and Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. like anything that they go through you feel also in a way Mm -hmm. if that makes Mm -hmm. sense it's just like Mm -hmm. this almost like a psychological but also emotional back and forth where you're Mm -hmm. like if I don't have this person like what am I gonna do or like for example like, I've been joking nonstop about how, like, not me is the only thing that is getting me through the week. <laughs> and I feel like that's like, I feel like that's like a parasocial relationship. Because yeah. even yeah. if it's said in a joking yeah. manner, it's like, is it really healthy that right. these people in this series are the thing that's getting me through the week? It kind of, you, yeah, like, yeah I feel like Stan sometimes can really teeter on the line of what's healthy and unhealthy for a relationship mm-hmm. with a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. And I think where it kind of, where it jumps over that line is whether or not you're able to break away from that relationship right? in a healthy way. Because I know like a lot of, pe- a lot of people loved Bad Buddy. And Mm -hmm. I know there was like a lot of discourse on Twitter about like comparing like how Enchante isn't going to be as good as Bad Buddy and stuff like that. And like, I'm still here in episode blah, 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 blah of Bad Buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 15 of Bad Buddy. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Ah." because I was talking to my friend Alyssa and I was like, we were talking about like how we hate how like people are kind of comparing the two because they're honestly standing on their own. Mm-hmm. Enchante mm-hmm. is not the same feel as Bad Buddy. Bad Buddy was very much in your face. Like the plot was heavy and there were like multiple underlying plots that just kind of drove this like core plot in the story. Whereas Enchante mm-hmm. is kind of, I like to think of it as like slice of life. Like mm-hmm. they're just yeah. going through yeah. their daily and yeah. it's kind of things are going to fall in place. And, you know, there might be like, you know, a little bit of conflict and stuff like that, but it's not going to mm-hmm. be, you know, but I think 
the the line between a healthy and an unhealthy parent uh i was about to say paranoia (laughs) (laughs) parasocial relationship is whether or not you can break away from your attachment to something but still be like oh i remember like in bad buddy like this was like amazing i love this like i might go back and watch it or something like that but Mm. not to the Mm -hmm. point where you just disregard everything else that can happen from this point on and just stay in this section, you know? Stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is going to, I had that, something similar to that, like, in my notes. Because I've always kind of viewed fandom as, for a lot of people, it's been used as a form of escapism. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you come home after a long day and work with shitty and you need something to just kind of immerse yourself into to get your mind off of yeah. things. And whether that is watching a k-pop performance or watching a k-drama or whatever it may be it is a form of escapism for a lot of people i know i i definitely have used it as that over the years mm-hmm. but i think when you don't want to come back to reality afterwards or like you can't bring yourself out of that form of escapism and come back to reality so much so that it is like consuming your thoughts at all times and you know you're spending I mean, there are people who spend like every waking moment thinking about maybe it's Bad Buddy or this K-pop group or spending all of their resources on these Mm -hmm. things so much so that it impacts like their daily life. I feel like, you know, when you can't come back to reality after entering that form of escapism, that is like a big line that that's when it steers into like unhealthy territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you get like the physical reaction from someone opposing to your view on a show like to the point that like you feel the need to harass someone who just doesn't like the same show that you do then you're like maybe you should take a step back (laughs) (laughs) time to take a breather disconnect for a little bit (laughs) yeah like people should not be afraid to express like dissenting Mm -hmm. opinions on something and if like if you're fandom or your group has so much of a reputation that like people are scared to like say anything other than positive things like you know that for me signals something as a collective that like there are lines being crossed there Mm -hmm. you know yeah for me like being critical to something you like is a good thing because it you're always supposed to like strive towards better right if you're happy Mm -hmm. with how it is right now you're never gonna get anything better you're just going to be at that level forever. Like always look for things that you can improve. And if you can't like give any criticism to a show, like none, then Mm -hmm. there's a problem there. (laughs) Then you're, you're worshiping. Like it's it's like God worship. Like there's no fault to it. Right. (laughs) So it's not good. (laughs) yeah i always i always say like if you truly hated a series you would not have a word to say about it because you Mm -hmm. just wouldn't care enough Mm -hmm. but i feel like when you really Mm -hmm. love something you're a ride or die for it and yeah it does get out of control sometimes Mm -hmm. if you can't figure out what is reality and what's not but i'm kind of curious Alexa, what do you think from a psychological standpoint about the fact that Delulu fans, like that's a term that's used, like Delulu, and it's used very casually and frequently? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like definitely from a psychological perspective, like 
there, especially in recent years, has been a movement for not using terms like that as lightly. Things like psychotic, crazy, this person's a psycho, Mm. they're insane, Mm. they're delusional, because those are real symptoms that real people go Mm. through. But I do think it is another situation where a term has kind of like what Jordi has said has been watered down Mm -hmm. in an online space or in just like a fandom space in general over years. I mean, I am a psychology student and I, I've definitely, I throw the term Mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, you know? So I feel like in the fandom space, the meaning has definitely been watered down over years to refer to more to someone that can not like who blurs those lines between fiction and reality Mm. way more than they should be or in a manner that's not unhealthy so like I don't think it's being used like in the psychological definition Mm. it's not in fandom spaces but it definitely is something to think about like when you are using those terms like their origins and what they mean for people who live with you know psychological diagnoses in real life and things like that but you know things get taken and kind of co-opted in their own ways and you know they get to the point where like there's no you know there's no way that like you can engage in the space without using them if that makes Mm -hmm. sense i kind of find it interesting because when sort of when we use the term delulu it's sort of a way to explain how someone's acting without getting into the territory of mental illness like When you say something one is Delulu, you're just referring to them not seeing the fiction versus the reality on a very small Mm -hmm. scale. You're not calling them mentally ill. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. exactly. It has definitely been watered down. It's the same thing if you think like back. We've had this discussion last year, I think, on the term non-con in Mm -hmm. writing. Because non-con in writing is a term used to not like it means like non-con isn't a thing like non-con is rape yeah right Mm -hmm. non-con doesn't actually exist but you use it in as terminology in writing because rape in writing isn't the same as the real thing Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so you kind of water down the term because you don't like you don't want that triggering effect I'm really bad at explaining this. Sorry. (laughs) No, it makes sense. No, no, I understand. Because, like, you're saying, like, you want to say, like, I am not calling these people delusional Mm -hmm. in the sense that there is something mentally Mm -hmm. wrong with them, but trying to indicate that, like, their actions are, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel like it's definitely taken on a different meaning in in that way, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm You put me on the spot there asking about psychology. I was like, oh no, (laughs) is my school brain working today? (laughs) No, I guess it is. It is like the same thing with the word stan, how it did mean someone who Mm -hmm. is very obsessive in almost a violent way, but now it's just like you're a super fan. Yeah. And I think Delulu still does have a negative connotation because, like, you know, you don't want to be a Delulu mm-hmm. fan, but it definitely has well, been. People joke around with it all the time and say that, oh, yeah. I'm being Delulu. <laughs> yeah, right? like, I've said it multiple times. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, joking, but like sometimes I'll just feed into, like, like I said, a healthy way, like, yeah. Into yeah. the possible boyfriend culture mm-hmm. of these actors. And I'm just like, oh, 
I'm going to Lulu, like, yeah. Yeah. like, I might say the B word, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> but then I'm just like, you know, obviously, you know, I'm kidding, but yeah. it's always, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's fun to like play with that. Mm-hmm. Should I even call it aesthetic to be a Duluth? <laughs> I feel like some people it's make like it like a aesthetic. meme almost. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then we reel it back in mm-hmm. and then we, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring back to reality. Yeah, but th- th- that's really interesting too, because like you have this group of people who use the Lulu as, and also use like shipping and all that mm-hmm. as like a joking thing. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. but then you have the other side of people who think that joking is real, so they yeah. ship two people together as if they are actually together. Make videos yeah. micro analyzing every movement <laughs> they do <laughs> to prove that they are a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. And it's funny because a lot of these people that are micro analyzing, you know, little social cues and nuances mm-hmm. have probably never been in a relationship in their lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so, like I'll look at it from a someone who has been in a relationship, and I'm just like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before in a couple different episodes. How the BL industry really feeds into mm-hmm. that because the people who believe that their ships are real or want to believe that their ships are real are the people who will spend money on their fan meets and buying their sponsored products and buying their photo books and all these things. So, you know, like the fan service in BL as a whole is like to an extent promoting that level of Delulu thinking. Mm-hmm. So and we've talked about a lot how it's just kind of like a cycle of like the industry promotes it and the fans take it too mm-hmm. far, but then it gives them more money. So they keep promoting it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And, you know, when people, you know, we've talked about how, when it comes down to it being shipped is like a job for these mm-hmm. actors like you know they are told to do certain things and act certain ways and then there there are other people who know like yeah they're probably really good friends in real life but i know that there is no romantic connotation yeah. behind this and i know that they are probably being told to do a lot of these things yeah. and then there are the people who see the things that will happen like on stage at a fan meet and take that and run with it so you know i don't know i think the industry is to blame to some extent and we've talked about that a lot before especially when you have these young fans coming into it and seeing especially if this is like the first fandom that they've ever entered into and like this is the type of stuff they're seeing from like the actors and the pairings that they're becoming a fan of it really sets like a weird precedent for their expectations i feel Mm -hmm. like one thing that i do kind of it's just now starting to happen more in the Thai industry and the Taiwanese BL like industry and like the Korean BL industry. You start, you see like a lot of these actors not necessarily creating a ship, but Mm -hmm. they have them act with multiple different people. So Mm -hmm. like with the Mm -hmm. Thai industry they're I feel like they're kind of testing the waters with specifically first and Kaotung. Mm-hmm. where yeah. they are not necessarily like tied to one person mm-hmm. and Gawain as well. They're not tied to a ship. They've been with multiple different people in multiple series, but people aren't having that kind of delusional state of, Oh, like mm-hmm. why is Kaotung with 
first yeah. and not pod and you know why yeah. is mm-hmm. going with who is he with now oh like first and why is he with yeah, first, first and not and not, and not pod and not pod like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like pod that is like the ex-boyfriend of the like... <laughs> so yeah. i think they're like actively trying to they might not be actively trying to but i feel yeah. like it's kind of dismantling that thinking where just mm-hmm. because someone acts in something different or is with mm-hmm. a different person that it's a totally bad thing mm-hmm. and that their ship failed because obviously we know like any yeah. of the things that these three actors I mentioned did was really good except for Tone Hong Shanati. I don't know. Like, yeah. I love Pa so much for that show. But yeah, like no, you know, that you know was like, it, you know, their ship was fairly, you know, successful and people, mm-hmm. you know, kind of ping to them. So yeah i mean yeah, yeah. one thing i've noticed like gmm tv is like a discussion in itself because <laughs> here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I've noticed, like, I've been watching F4, right? Oh, and God. you know Bright and Win, right? Yeah. Have you noticed how even though Bright is the main character with a lead actress in that show, he isn't doing any almost non-promotional things with her. Mm-hmm. She is doing it with Do. Yeah who is the mm-hmm. second lead. And we know she doesn't end up with him. <laughs> so what are they actually do? Are they afraid if they put her and Bright together in all the promotional that the Bright wind stance will leave? That honestly probably is the case. And they might yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. They might actually do that, which like... is so fucked up to me. <laughs> Bright winds are very, they're very passionate and 
like because mm. we've been reacting on Shaggy's channel to F4 and we've been going in on it like yeah hard. yeah <laughs> and we've gotten a lot of comments and it's like I mean we I feel like again the going back to that not being able to tell between fiction and fact like mm-hmm. we're not going in on bright or win or mm-hmm. any yeah. of the actual like actors and actresses we're talking about the characters yeah and the yeah. plot line but you know you still get those people in the comments that are just like take it personally <laughs> right oh yeah they take you it should... way too personal yeah mm-hmm. but, too, too um, personal yeah yeah i that you might be onto something because <laughs> <laughs> yeah bright win is like the cash cow of gmm tv right now yeah. so like I actually got really annoyed when I saw that Bright isn't doing any promotional with uh, the lead actress. I got so annoyed (laughs) because it just shows this, like, the real problem they have with, like, that it's the company's fault as well because they're actually, like, Mm. they are physically, like, stopping progress i don't know yeah (laughs) i get that they they're probably trying to like test the waters with the newer younger actors that they haven't like started earning a lot of cash out of yet Mm -hmm. so they're testing those with a lot of different ones but they know they won't earn as much money if they split up like if they split up mix and earth right now Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. will be all hell right people will go bonkers <laughs> which is so like okay what is happening <laughs> yeah. and i mean we talked about in our other tea time the whole thing with earth mix fans being so upset that he was posting from somewhere that wasn't mix's house oh yes <laughs> oh my god oh, yeah oh my god <laughs> just that possessiveness yeah. <laughs> I feel like this all stems from that huge Twitter investigation when Earth first bought his place Hmm. and they were trying to figure out whether or not Mix was living with him. And they literally oh screenshot the show in the corner and they were like, yeah. and like oh, zoom in. And like, <laughs> the blinds are the same shade of off white. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't figure out if they think that like Earth and Mix won't see that. Do they think they don't like. Watch what people write for the clout. (laughs) Like, 100% they're going to see that. And are they fine with them seeing it? (laughs) I've come to the conclusion that people on Twitter don't realize that even though you don't hashtag something, if the word is there, it'll still pop up in the search. Mm -hmm. It'll. So, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure they see it. And they laugh at us every single day. Because if I were an actor and stuff was posted about me like that, I would cackle until I couldn't laugh anymore. Cackle to the bank, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, give me that right, money. Really I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. No, but yeah. One example that I feel like is really interesting that has kind of, I feel like, fallen in between, like, Brightwin and like first and Kowtung and some of the other GMM TV actors is Singto oh. because he is another person who has acted with a lot of different mm-hmm. people over the years. Like obviously there's Pariah and they are like oh, one of, God. or were one of the pillars of GMM TV for 
mm-hmm. years. And since then, he's acted with Ohm. He was in Friendzone where he was hooking up with everyone. <laughs> you know, he just did Paint with Love with Tay. And, you know, he still had a very successful career, like going outside of his established pairing and like acting with other actors. But pariahs as a fandom, I feel, are still very yeah. possessive of him despite that still doing promotional stuff with the Chris. Yeah. They still do a lot of like fan meets and stuff together. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, that ship should have like sunk like a long time ago. (laughs) It's the same, like the same sea ship. I mean, that's like, that's not even a sinking ship. That's that ship has sunk a long time ago. Like Like, no lies there. But, like, I don't know. I feel like also it's how Cinto deals with the fans mm-hmm. at large, just like mm-hmm. coming after him with stuff. Cause, like, he'll do like Instagram lives and he'll talk to people about like, you know, his promotions. And he won't directly address the stuff that he's probably seen on Twitter and stuff like that. But he'll kind of like touch on it just a little bit. He'll say something like, I know you guys you know, hey, that did this or blah, 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 blah. But like, this is really nice too, you know, and just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <focus on> the... <laughs> yeah. So I, I like how he handles it and he kind yeah. of makes it to where he doesn't give too much energy to that negativity mm-hmm. and he just focuses on the stuff that he's doing currently. And then people mm-hmm. are just like, okay, I mean, he obviously he's not going to pay attention to me and it's not working. So let's support mm-hmm. yeah. i guess yeah <laughs> like, yeah that's like 101 like parenting thing you do with kids don't give don't <laughs> yeah. him into the negative attention. yeah yeah you'd give the kids like two options that are like more on the positive side that isn't like on what they're having a tantrum about so that they'll forget about it and you'll get your way either way so yeah that's literally gentle yes, parenting with bl fans is yeah. basically being a parent <laughs> That's yeah. so smart. <laughs> uh, I noticed from my experience as a Singto stan that mm-hmm. a lot of Singto's original fans weren't a fan of him individually. They were a fan of him and Chris. So, I mean, we mm-hmm. saw that right away with shows like He's Coming to Me not really getting that much attention. Mm-hmm. Even Friend Zone, yeah. I feel like his no character promotion. didn't get yeah. much attention or Paint with Love, mm-hmm. etc. So I do think that at least Singto has like a core group of people who really go hard for him. And I think the fact Mm -hmm. that, like you said, he does lives where he's very like collected. He's very like rational, Mm -hmm. but also very lively at the same time helps people to Mm -hmm. kind of get over that he's not with Chris all the time. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know. I have. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm curious to see how they're reacting or how they will react when Mike and Chris start promoting Listen, their I, series. I, and you throw the bike and top tap fans into that. And I feel like it's just going to be a whole I am so like, into that mess. show. I think I, you have no idea. I <laughs> am so into this. Honestly, like I didn't think when I heard Mike and, and Chris were going to be together, I was yeah okay but then i then saw, you the saw the trailer and i was like wait yes that was my exact reaction <laughs> because like as much as like you know 
people dislike Chris and as much mm-hmm. as we don't really know that much about Mike, Mike. <laughs> they know how to play someone significant other really really well mm-hmm. like I don't know mm-hmm. what it is they like they just have this kind of I don't know like I can't yeah, explain I don't it know like either. I don't know like <laughs> I, I see so many comments and it's just like Chris plays a boyfriend really well or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like uh the the irony <laughs> but like Mike is my I think Mike is just very charismatic so he mm-hmm, pairs well mm-hmm, with anyone yeah he can pair well with anyone so that mm-hmm. I feel like that's what'll make the chemistry what really nice mm-hmm. and the fact that they're really good friends outside of series as well yeah yeah so, yeah makes it comfortable yeah I'm excited yeah. I'm more excited, yeah, less about the actual pairing and more about the story. And like, because we haven't really had anything like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I do think it's a really interesting storyline. I'm curious to see how it'll all come together. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Like, we were talking a little bit before we started. And I remember back in the day when Justin Bieber was like big and he came to Norway and there was like this. It was crazy. Like, people were going crazy. I mean, flipping cars. It was crazy. Justin crazy. I have. I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> and I was just wondering, like, how do people learn to be like that for a show or anything? Is it like a... They come together as a group and just sort of flip out, or guys, did they this specific car? <laughs> <laughs> or do they emulate behavior they've seen in like because when I grew up, like I had a lot of male family members who are really big, huge soccer fans, and they are crazy. so i'm just like are young like the younger girls like on at this Bieber concert were they emulating behavior they've seen from adults about like soccer or is it just like coming together as a collective you're a lot of young girls you have like probably your parents aren't standing right next to you right then you're just like getting into like this i don't want to say hysteria because i hate that word describing calling girls yeah. because it's not but what how do you describe it it has to be like mob mentality yeah mob mentality yeah that's what i was gonna say i will say guys i was a justin bieber fan in my day <laughs> i went to many concerts in philly which is like the city known for flipping cars <laughs> and no one ever flipped a car at a justin bieber it's concert just a thing. <laughs> I think there is an aspect of group think there mm-hmm. like in, like Kayla said mom mentality mm-hmm. like depending on the crowd you're in like if one group of people gets so riled up that they're like we are gonna flip this car <laughs> that energy will pass on to other people and you know I mean I don't necessarily see Justin Bieber fans as the type of people to go around flipping <laughs> cars but I mean, that energy can spread. I mean, it's a thing that happens at, like, protests and stuff, Mm. too. You know, people who don't even, you know, care about the cause will come into peaceful protests. Mm. And this is what happened with a lot of Black Lives Matter protests. People from outside Mm. came in and started breaking windows and, like, lighting shit on fire. And that mentality spread to... 
the other protesters as they got worked mm-hmm. up. So I think that is greatly just an aspect of mob mentality. Mm-hmm. And maybe the people who originally were like, we're going to flip this car did learn it from watching their parents <laughs> at sports games or something like that. But I do think a lot of it like boils down to like mob mentality and getting caught up in the group that you're in and their reactions that are happening around you. Yeah, And like just feeling that you're a part of something is mm-hmm. like fulfilling mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. I do think like, because Norway has a very distant culture, like culturally, if we sit down on the bus, you like, if there's a person sitting there and an open seat next to them, you don't sit down there. You stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're, you're not sitting next to someone. <laughs> so we like, don't make eye contact. If you come to Norway, never make eye contact with anyone. <laughs> like They will think you're crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that and like this coming in together, like for a huge concert like this, when they're not used to mm-hmm. it, they're used to not being in, these huge groups it was one of the biggest events they had way too many people there from what was allowed and it was just it was so foreign that for some reason like it got out of hand yeah I think especially too with concerts like that where you have a U.S.-based artist going to a country that they probably will never go to on tour very often it's the same thing when like k-pop idols come to america or tour in a western country like you know that it's such a rare thing that like i feel like the emotions tied up in it are even higher because like when justin bieber was big in america he would tour like every year sometimes twice a year but you know i'm sure him going to norway was like a once in however many number of years thing so like the emotions tied to that are probably even Mm -hmm. higher his fan group was really young as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were just caught up in the mm-hmm. emotions mm-hmm. of, you know, having that opportunity. So I feel like that definitely. But I think it has lot. something to say. Like you can tie this into like, uh, especially younger female fans not being allowed to express their mm-hmm. fan stanness or whatever like they Mm -hmm. don't get to express themselves because it they're an embarrassment if they do like Mm -hmm. if they try to act the same way about k-pop or bl or anything like their fathers do about soccer then they're hysterical or out of hand or just like it's a crazy female thing like you're a crazy teenager which like there's so much bad connected to it so they like they don't know how to express themselves that energy yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's also partially why online fandoms for things like k-pop and bl and anime are so exponential now because those things are still and it is like slowly but surely changing but you know if you're a fan of especially like asian media you have like a very weird reputation and like especially in western communities like being an anime Mm -hmm. fan or being a k-pop fan is still seen as like a very niche thing Mm -hmm. so the online communities for that get even more exponential and that does provide some outlet to an extent but then i think like when your only interactions you're able to have with like-minded fans are online then if you ever do get the chance to like be in that group in real life then like you are gonna have like overzealous reactions and kind of go wild when you finally get to have that experience Mm -hmm. i don't know Fandom. Fandom's a, fandom's a very, uh, 
Let me see. Do you guys have any other like notes or anything? That's any things that you wanted to touch on? I guess this is related, but I wrote something down that has to do with, do you know that guy from Color Rush, the Hyunjin, how he oh, did yeah. that? Oh, yeah. He did that Instagram live where people kept asking him if he was gay and he was like, I'm not gay. I was just like playing a gay character. And mm. I've recently seen that resurface and I've seen a lot of fans call that homophobic and say that he left the mm-hmm. show because he's what? homophobic and uh, so i had this question oh pop in my head of is like calling a bl actor like this blanket term of homophobic is that like too much is that like diminishing the value of like what that word means i think that a lot of times people kind of just throw that term whenever something doesn't align with their narrative mm-hmm. like when it doesn't mm-hmm. align with the whole oh like you know they're not together or if like they confirm they're not together or if they <laughs> like i imagine he's probably been getting that question mm-hmm. many 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 times and yeah. when he finally is just like no i'm not and then people are just like oh, you're homophobic <laughs> obviously if you're not gay like and it's it makes me so angry because I'm just like, why is someone telling you that they're not gay and they just played a character seems so homophobic to you? Yeah, what what is homophobic? Yeah, there? like I get the whole, you know, there needs to be more LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. in media and we need to get more of us playing our roles. Mm-hmm. But I think that people need to understand that a lot of times we don't see the behind the scenes thing. And actually Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I loved about lovely writer is they show like how that kind of process works with them choosing Mm -hmm. for characters. Mm. Yeah. I get it. We we want LGBTQ people playing our characters, but if they're not like actually good for the role, then I mean, I don't really have an issue with it. But I do think that that term is being thrown around like too much sometimes Mm -hmm. because I also see where they don't say that to people that have outwardly been homophobic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. double standards, especially when you see like Korean artists and stuff, when you know they are from a country that is primarily very homophobic, at Mm -hmm. least like very conservative yeah Yeah, like Mm -hmm. it's i wouldn't say like koreans are very like against gays they just don't want to acknowledge they exist yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's one of those like don't don't ask don't tell type of situations and for someone to like come out because like the internet and fans feel they deserve to know is no I mean, if there's any type of like any type of homophobic behavior involved there, it's the expectation that anyone owes you the right to their sexuality, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to ask them at an Instagram live, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's not your business yeah. <laughs> and to come out is something that is highly personal mm-hmm. and to try and force that out of someone, even if they're not gay, but even if he was, think of if he was and he was not ready to come right, out. Like yeah. him saying no can be a form of protection, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I just think assumptions being made and 
assuming you have the right to know about an actor's sexuality or their preferences or things like that, that kind of behavior is just like, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's homophobic, but if you're going to throw that term back at them for them saying that they're not gay, that is definitely some not okay behavior going mm-hmm. on there. And you have to think of it. These these are like anonymous people online sitting there demanding for someone mm-hmm. to publicly on a public platform tell them their sexuality mm-hmm. or tell them who they're dating or anything like from their private life. How dare you, honestly? Like it's so it you are crossing a line that's you're so far over that line that you need to like back off. <laughs> but that's the layer. That's the layer that oh, it's just because they're anonymous, mm-hmm. <laughs> they can say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, they think they yeah, can. You yeah. know, oh, I can get away with it. Or like, I'll just start another account and like, it'll be like, I started brand new and nobody knows about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Whenever I see people commenting like that and they don't have like, their face is their profile picture mm-hmm. i just take it with a grain of salt because i'm like oh yeah in real life yeah. you would probably never say this to this person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so. yeah that is something we had like kind of talked about when we were talking about the earth situation with the fans commenting and demanding to know where he is like you know if that was happening in real life imagine if they were following him around mm-hmm. saying whose house are you at whose house is that like who who are you with mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff would never fly in no. real life. So it's just like this weird power that people think they have from being able to hide yeah. behind a profile picture of a celebrity or someone else on the internet just like gives people an audacity that they would never have in real life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Along the same um, line of like butting into actors' private lives, what about just like the whole conversation of when a BL actor has a girlfriend or supposed girlfriend (laughs) the fan reactions that come from that i mean there's a real bad double standard especially in bl because you see the actors who actually have boyfriends get a lot of support and love and everything is just great but if there's a girl involved then it's like armageddon like right. she's a gold digger she is what she's a slut she's what she's ruining my show <laughs> she's ruining the fantasy of the fans i what <laughs> it doesn't make sense because it's like if he had a boyfriend you're okay still take with it. it but if he has a girlfriend it's almost like the thought process is it's not me so but yeah you're okay yeah. if he has a boyfriend yeah <laughs> yeah There's definitely a level of misogyny there, I feel like, as well. Because, like, even if the boyfriend is not part of their ship, like, you know, Mm -hmm. that person's not ruining the ship. But, like, if a woman is involved in any way, shape, or form, then the fantasy gets broken. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of just, like, as long as they're playing into gay in Mm -hmm. any way, then it's fine, I guess. And then, but, like, but also, like, bisexual people exist and pansexual people exist. also you get into a like weird territory where you're you're objectifying these actors completely like they are mm-hmm. nothing else than like a sex object for you yeah like who their partner is basically yes. yeah yeah you're getting into a real 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 gray area with that and that's where people start throwing at fetishizing and all that yeah crap 
Yeah. I just remember Bruce, right? He he has a boyfriend and right. they are mm-hmm. super cute together. And if you see on their IG, like he gets so many supportive comments and just mm-hmm. love. And that's great. That's great. Like keep up that, like hype him up. That's great. We should support the gay actors out there. But you cannot do that. Support him and his relationship and not support these other actors with their girlfriends. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like how Mook's Instagram was flooded with so many hate comments when it came out that she was dating oh Max. Oh my god. Oh my god. Nothing made me angrier Which, than that. You want to know what's weird about that situation too? And I, every time I think about it, my brain literally melts into a puddle because there's this weird group of people that ship Mook and Mech. And I'm like, why are you shipping them? Because they are brothers and sisters. They're siblings? Yeah. (laughs) One time I got a comment on a video and they were shipping JJ and AJ. Like, seriously. (laughs) That's what that reminds me of. That makes me so nauseous. You have no idea. They're towing, like, the whole reality versus fiction again. Like, Mm -hmm. you're shipping two people together because you can't see the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got, like, (laughs) chills. And I feel like that also just goes to show that, like, no matter how open an actor is with their ship not being real, because I feel like Max and Tool have always been very very, very upfront with yeah. the mm-hmm. fact that we are best friends, we are brothers, mm-hmm. we are best friends, we are brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how many times they say that, when Max started dating Mook, like the fans still got up in arms about it ruining the relationship and the fantasy to the point that like they had to come out and make comments about how oh, Max and Tool will always be together. Like the actors shouldn't have to be mm-hmm. making those comments about their friendship and their their partnership with another actor mm-hmm. like it's just so it's so weird and that situation made me so angry and i hate it because max and mooks like children could be m&ms like they could like name them Angels. like m and m's oh that would be so cute <laughs> M&Ms. it sucks because like i want to see i want to see bl actors being cute with their partners and like posting cute pic and then like you know if an actor has a girlfriend we never get to see that because they have to act basically like that person doesn't exist Mm -hmm. you know like i will i live off of like max liking mooks like photos on instagram sometimes i'm like i want to see you guys post pictures together and be cute like i want to see that i love when bright was like with his girl i don't know if they're still together or not but like when he would post know. little things with his girlfriend, like during together, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they're so cute!" And mm-hmm. like just their whole aesthetic, I was like, "I was living for it." And mm-hmm. then you know, of course, the fans, and then I think she like unfollowed him, and yeah, they just now have separate like turned into you know, a mess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't understand how people don't think about like why does this actor have to live like a loveless life because they have to have a fantasy because they've used money on these actors so they feel entitled to live in their fantasies so no girls allowed but like you are depriving them of having love 
in their right. lives. I've always felt like this about the K-pop artists and stuff mm-hmm. because I like I know mm-hmm. every one of them is dating behind oh, people's absolutely. backs. Like absolutely, they're having tons of sex. Yeah. But that's <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see them date. I want to see cute couple pictures and yeah. stuff like that yeah. because that is cute and that is like that it brings happiness to the world and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like at the end of the day like kind of bringing it back to the parasocial relationship aspect like no matter what you invest into your favorite person like that doesn't give you an ownership over them Mm -hmm. or their life or the things that they choose to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to go into deciding to stand a group or a person or whatever, knowing that, you know, you're not going to get necessarily what you want out of them. You know, like you're making that choice to whether you decide to give them support financially or whatever it may be, you know, you have to go into that knowing that like, they do not owe you anything because of that. You know, that is a choice that you're making as someone deciding to be a fan of someone. And that doesn't give you any ownership over their life or their lives or their decisions or anything like that. And I feel like that is the thing that a lot of fans that do step over that line mm-hmm. don't get that like they want that ownership, that decisions involved in the actor's lives. And like that doesn't belong to them. Mm-hmm. And then not only looking at it as, they're looking at it one-sided. And so I think mm-hmm. a lot of people need to understand how to look at things at a different perspective, because I guarantee mm-hmm. if they kind of were in the same situation and all of these fans were like, you know, coming after them and not wanting them to be, you know, in love or wanting to be a certain sexuality or wanting to be mm-hmm. this way, that right. way, they wouldn't like it as much as they think the actors they love like it, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah exactly <sighs> I like that's <laughs> unless anyone has any final thoughts that they need to get out yeah no, no I felt I... like I've gone off today so I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean a lot of these uh, topics are ones that we've touched on before but it was really nice mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. you Jordy to kind of like put in your two cents about everything <laughs> literally everything yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, so yeah yeah oh go ahead so, sorry yeah 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 <laughs> no no if you have any other things you would like to rant about feel free to <laughs> no <laughs> I just I, I enjoy like talking because I I enjoy conversations that are like very intellectual and very I like looking at different people's sides of things and mm-hmm. like I love how each one of you have a different way of like explaining like wh- how you feel about the fandoms and stuff like that. So it was nice. It was nice. My brain is tingling right now. So <laughs> <laughs> we like brain tinglings. Brain tingles. <laughs> that sounds so weird. <laughs> Maybe stimulated. My mind is stimulated. Yes. Mm. Even that sounds kind of weird. The brain cells are in action. Yeah. Today. <laughs> Maybe it's just our the our brain minds. cells are working. <laughs> our minds are expanded. Yeah. And maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like there's no way we can say it. We're... Yeah, I'm all in for the tingles. Tingles. Yeah, I'm, that's going to be my new catchphrase. <laughs> my brain is tingling. My brain is tingling. <laughs> 
And that's it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jordy. We've had so much fun talking about such an important issue, but also having a laugh at kind of the delusional, (laughs) not to throw that word, but the (laughs) delusional fans. (laughs) But yeah, we have to have that balance, I guess, to stay sane. Mm -hmm. So where <laughs> where can everyone find you on social media? So you guys can find me pretty much everywhere with Jordy C on Twitter, on Instagram, and then it's Jordy C on YouTube as well. I also have a Patreon if you would like to subscribe there. But yeah, I'm a YouTube reactor and a DL content creator. So yeah, if you like to check out my stuff. Yeah, and we'll link everything in the description so you can find it easily. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And share this episode with your BL-loving friends. Did you know we have a merch shop? You can find it at lovecastpodcast.com. We have hoodies, stickers, shirts, and tote bags. And finally, if you'd like to support the podcast and help us to continue creating and releasing episodes, you can join our Patreon, where you'll receive exclusive access to extra content like my reaction videos, Pixie's audio chapters of BL novels, and Alexa's character analysis, and also behind-the-scenes clips from interviews and recordings that couldn't make the final cut and more. Thanks again for joining us this week. We want to know everyone's thoughts on this topic, so don't forget to jump into the Discord server or share your thoughts down in the comments. But until next time, bye. Bye. (laughs) All the lights are off except the one in the ceiling. Maybe you just need to sit in the dark. all my extra lighting on and it was a lot yeah that was so weird (laughs) it looked dark in there but earlier (laughs) what is going on it's like the devil or something has taken over this Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.